Blog Talk Radio. Show that we did not last was it 
Was it last? It was last Friday. Maybe it was last Friday. It, yeah. it, was, it was not. That was not a good one because I was like all of. I was super that, emo, and I really shouldn't have been, and I should have set that aside. Been, that show has been downloaded like seven thousand times. <laughs> because everyone's like, "Oh my God, Tara's fucking freaking out on Jason." Um, <clears throat> my mother was in my head. Everything's fine now. I mean, it's. I'm in a totally different. Well, not that different, but a different enough headspace this Friday, because every day in this country gives you something else to displace the worries that you had in your brain. So if you are ever concerned about your own personal life, don't bother, because the United States government gives you enough stuff to worry about that you can just pretend that you don't have a life of your own because you're too busy living in the garbage fire. So I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Just keep focusing on the garbage fire because, you know, having a personal life apparently is nothing I'm allowed to do. Any who's only it's Mueller Uh-oh. Friday. <laughs> it's Mueller Friday. It's Mueller Friday. I thought we were going to have to wait for next week for the Michael Cohen sentencing memo. But, oh, no. Oh, no. Bob Mueller was like, it's still Hanukkah. Let's give you two gifts on Friday instead of just one. And so I'm very excited. And let's all remember, this man will drag this out because he dropped the Flynn one at 830 at night. So um, we could be, we'll be just waiting all day. Maybe, maybe he'll do us a solid and kick off the weekend for us a little bit early and give it to us while the sun is still up. But who knows? But what we, and also I'm guessing. I'm so glad. what? I'm so glad I have a full prescription. I just picked up my new prescription of Klonopin, So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring enough for the rest of the class? I'm guessing <laughs> that they'll – that, of course, the reason it's going to take some time to have those memos released is because it takes a really long time to, to black out all of the redactions that they need to redact. But um, there'll be enough, kids. There'll be enough. Now, yeah, remember, they, and then, just cause – just well, the the thing to remember is just because we can't read it all doesn't mean there's stuff in there that's not important. It just means we don't get to know what it is yet. But the really important thing is Bob Mueller knows. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we're kept in the dark with some of it. I'm fine with it. He will let us know what he feels comfortable in letting us know, and he's protecting us from the other stuff until he's yeah. ready to drop it. So. Look at it that I way. I want to give a gonna, hold on uh, real quickly. Right? I want to give a hat. I want to give a hats off. She's a friend of mine, Sarah Reese Jones, who uh, uh, with her and her partner started uh, a Politicus USA. Um, I actually used to write there um, uh, many years ago, um, and um, I've got to give them a big hats off for writing some of the best clickbait headlines about Pence getting indicted in the world. So I mean, I applaud you oh, guys. Really? Look, Oh really? Yeah, those are. It's not something yeah, I might have mentioned on the show on Wednesday. Yeah, let's. I might have mentioned that on Wednesday show when yeah, we had let's Ellie make sure with go. us. That's just uh, listen. That's pure specu. That's pure opinion. Pure speculation. But I'll writing. Did Look, I? You had Jill. Wayne, yeah, you had Jill Wayne Banks retweet it and say, "Well, yeah, this is opinion, but you know, but hey, hats off to Sarah Reese Jones. They do run a good operation over there, and um." Uh, I've always liked but, Sarah. 
But think I also please. said I said the exact same thing on Wednesday when we had Ellie Honig and he was caught oh, off guard by my suggestion. I was like, do you not it. consider? <laughs> I mean, let's Mike Pence was the head of the transition let's, team, let's my friend. Not. So there's that. Let's we can, let's speculate. We we can speculate and, and 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 opine on many things, but let's let's not on this, these people getting indicted stuff. Not not the president get, and the vice president, anyways. They going down. They going down. Well, that's not what that's well not that's why Donald Trump elegant. is tweeting in all caps. Oh well night. let him tweet all caps. Yeah, but <clears throat> when he tweets fake news is the, the the enemy of the people and a half an hour later there's a bomb threat called into CNN. Um he needs to stop dog whistling his followers. He needs to stop signaling them. I agree with them. that 100%. So, he needs to stop a lot of stuff and that's He's the enemy of the people. Yeah, and uh No, I don't disagree but, with that. Right. And uh, I would also say that before this day is over, um, he'll be tweeting in all caps again because he's shitting the most giant brick knowing that it's double, double <laughs> sentencing memo day. Bad enough. He, I mean, it's bad enough. Like he already he's already, you know, trying to uh, obfuscate from the Flynn sentencing memo from Tuesday. Remember Tuesday, which was only a few days ago? Um how, you know, he just walks around and keeps tweeting yeah. like he's innocent, me, and he's not. Let me give. Let me. Let me. Let's go back to that real quickly, and let's go back before that was released and everything. Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I, Steve? Am I cutting out? Am I cutting out, Tara? I hear you fine. Steve, it might be Maybe your phone. Uncle Stevie in the booth. Keep your hands where we can see them. Um, yeah, maybe his are connection. With, hey, are you messing around under the table with the electronics there, Stevie? That's what he's doing. You got to make sure your hands are clean before you touch those things, Uncle Stevie. What, what sort of image are we? You know, we 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 kid. We we kid because we love. We kid because we love. And he said we're both sick. <laughs> we love you, Uncle Stevie. We do. We do. Yeah. Make sure and follow Steve, our coordinating producer, Steve Thomas, on Twitter. You got to follow him. He's a great guy. And, He's um, so funny. Yeah, he is. Follow him on Twitter at Kasich for Indiana. That's Kasich, like John Kasich. Kasich for Indiana. Follow Steve on Twitter. Yep. He's a good guy. No, I want to go back quickly, and I don't want to stay on this. We got a lot to cover here in. Uh, I want to go back to before the uh, sentencing memo was released on Flynn. And uh-huh. before you even knew that was coming out and everything, look, folks, people had, let's be, now be honest with yourselves, everyone. People have been locked in for years and years and years. This guy was going to, uh, you know, spend at least 10 to 25, you know, doing hard time. Come to find out. He didn't get anything. Everybody's got Manafort. I mean, who knows? Nobody. That's the thing with that's the in and, 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 and I will and I do side with Tara on this. You, you don't and and again, this kind of also goes more to my point. You don't know what Mueller's doing. You don't know what he's going to do. Hell, today with the with a sentencing memo for Manafort and Manafort could be, you know, scot free. Who knows? No, right no, 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 right? <laughs> no. I don't think uh, nobody's walking away. 
Um, even though he rec- even though Mueller recommended no jail time for Mike Flynn, I'm not sure a judge will agree. Um, he may get a slap on the wrist kind of a jail sentence like George Papadopoulos, who, by the way, left prison yesterday. Um, so he's already uh, served his time. And then there are days. others. There are others uh, who still are, have to find out what their fates are, and their names are Alexander Zwan and Rick Gates. Um, so I, you know, uh, I would say like we what like we were talking about with Ellie Honig on Wednesday, uh, Manafort's already screwed, and he's already and he also lied to the Mueller investigation, and uh, we know that his lawyers were communicating with Trump's lawyers and all kinds of things he should not have been doing. So when I suggested on Wednesday that he'll die in prison and Ellie agreed with me, uh, whatever he's done is going to be tacked onto the sentence he already has. So Paul Manafort will never breathe fresh air outside of a prison yard, is my guess. When it comes to Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen has been a lot more agreeable. He's been very accessible. Um, He has been um, very willing to put himself uh, in the hands of the Mueller investigation because he wants to um, do do right by his family. Uh, So Michael Cohen apparently still has some human qualities. And uh, you can also tell that uh, his his sentence is probably going to be a lot lighter than Paul Manafort's, and you can see it in the way that Donald Trump was tweeting, he's calling Michael Cohen a liar and calling him weak and calling him all of those usual names because Donald Trump knows that Michael Cohen is going to bend him over the table and screw him. So um, I would guess that Michael Cohen will serve some jail time, but he won't serve as much as uh, Paul Manafort, certainly. Uh, I would say somewhere between Papadopoulos and Manafort, maybe he'll do a year. And he'll get like a Martha Stewart-ish prison kind of a thing where like he can go play golf. Or maybe, maybe he'll get the same arrangement as Jeffrey Epstein, which is he just gets to walk away scot-free because a disgusting human being oh. is aiding and abetting. What a what a creep. I mean, what a just a, ooh, man. I, how does Alexander Acosta have a job? How is somebody like Jeffrey Epstein walking free? Is it, this I is, would love you know, that deal. They made a deal with the devil. Somebody's no soul is on a contract in blood because you go in and you read the what what they discovered, what the Miami Herald discovered about Jeffrey Epstein's deal in that he made this deal with Alex Acosta where he sort of served time, but like six days a week, he got to go to his office and go out to dinner and talk to people and have company and vacation and so that doesn't really sound like prison to me um but i'm not a rich white man so i guess prison is different for them than for the rest of america uh if a black man had done what jeffrey epstein had done he'd probably be sitting on death row uh so uh, yeah right and they yeah, all was here in Texas. Alex Acosta is a child molester. Jeffrey Epstein is a child molester. Donald Trump is a child molester. And they all had child molester parties. They all got together and they they raped underage girls under the same roof at the same time at the same parties together. And they're all three of them free men. And I don't understand this country. And it makes you want to tear the hair out out of your head oh. and the skin off of your face. Because yeah, well, they continue to get away with this shit. When does it stop? I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know, but hopefully uh, they'll get scared enough maybe by what happens in the Mueller sentencing memos today where uh, some of them will have a come to Jesus moment and they'll be held accountable. I I don't know. I don't know. Again, we have a few more weeks until our Democratic House is sworn in. I think that the Republicans are going to try to get away with absolutely everything they can get away with until the Democrats are able to hold them more accountable. And uh, they're going to be throwing all kinds of shit at the wall between yeah, now and January 3rd. So I agree. Real quick, and we're seeing that real, already. Yeah. Real quickly, uh, I've had a couple people already ask me this. I'm going to answer this real fast. <laughs> people have asked me on Twitter um, – what is the hashtag RTTF on our show tweets? That is retweet this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I did not so know that's, that. That's what it means. I made it up. So that's great. I wanted, I, like to say RT to, I wanted to say RT if you agree, RT to spread the news. You know, like and Which tweet was our, that for? You know, on some of our show that are going out right now. You'll see the hashtag RTTF. It's retweet this fucker. Let's let's see if we can make that a thing and have it catch on because hashtags got to start from somewhere. Yeah, Um, and Tara loves hashtags. Well, I want people to be able to find my tweets because I've never had one of those tweets where like someone just writes a line and somehow it it has 60,000 retweets on it. I don't I know how people one, do that. I had one. I, I had a huge one. The 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 tweet about the which people that meme is still. I seen you commented on that meme. Somebody tweeted that meme. Yeah, no, of, no, that was one of the best things ever. I have never had anything yeah. that successful, and I'm frustrated by yeah. that. But um, I mean, I've had. I had ones no, that do I had well. no idea when I wrote that. When I wrote it was that yeah, was just like a what a two line tweet and yeah, no, it was about, good too. Uh, yeah, about, about Trudeau, Trudeau and, and Trudeau. Speaking, yeah. Yeah, speaking yes. French and, and dropping Mueller's name in front of Trump. I wrote that. Yeah, no, glorious. And yeah, like I woke up the next morning and it had it already been tweeted like a hundred thousand times. Yeah, so. see, I've never had a successful tweet like that, and I don't know what it takes. I really don't. Um, but it, being a verified user doesn't make a difference because I've seen nah. I've seen accounts that have like a hundred and fifty followers, but they shoot off some hilarious tweet that just somehow the whole world gets to see. I don't, I don't know how that happens to those people, but uh, I just, and you know, I'd like to go, I'd like to have something go viral for a good reason. That'd be nice. So, I mean, I had a couple of tweets from the George Bush funeral that landed well. And I had one that had like 1300 likes. Um, and it was about how, uh, uh, you know, it was a disgrace to see Donald Trump and, Melania sitting next to real presidents and first ladies. And then the other one that did really well is uh, when he didn't, he was, he was the only one not reciting the Apostles Creed. And I said, that's because he thinks Apostles Creed is Apollo Creed's son. And uh, that one did okay. But not not like, you know, yours that got a big deal. Oh yeah, real quickly. Real quickly, because there's a lot here we want to get to today. Real quickly, I see some Mm -hmm. people tweeting out. I um I seen some people tweeting out the the Apostles Creed and 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 um uh, that's in somebody in, in a lot, they're sharing one that has the Catholic Church in the bottom the, it's the same a creed that I've known since I was 5 years old um that's actually not the one that 
it's just a small detail, but just to let everybody know, that's actually like Episcopalians and Lutherans and the Protestant churches, they change it up. Episcopalians, obviously, uh, one and only Catholic church is not in their creed, or, or nor for Lutherans. Um, but um, yeah, ours is different um, because Catholic, and, and another thing that's uh, taken out of that with Protestants, Catholics, we believe in one baptism for forgiveness of sins. Obviously, that's not in Protestants. They don't believe that. So, um, but it's anyway, so yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so listen, I wanted to get to this real quickly. Not, I wanted to get your take on this, uh, Tara. Not, and we'll get to Kevin Hart here in a minute. But this is a uh, right over here. I've I've read this piece. Um, it's by Aaron Blake uh, over on the Washington Post, and it is Rex Tillerson on Trump. Oh uh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Undisciplined, uh-huh. doesn't like to read, and tries to do illegal things. That's awesome. Let's arrest yeah. him then. I mean, what do you? Yeah. What, I read quotes like that, and it makes me furious because, uh, duh, we knew that already. He's not telling us anything we don't know, and so to have, I mean, maybe it you know gives it more gravitas because someone who was there is saying it. But, I mean, look at what happened when uh, Omarosa dropped her book. She also said it. You know, it, uh, everybody who's ever uh, worked for him. Wait till John Kelly is able to talk freely. I think somebody like Rex Tillerson, who's, who's been a big, big player, I mean, um, you know, in, in, in trade and in, in oil around the world, uh, somebody of, of, of his, you know, of that level saying that does – Carry, you know, I mean, we all can say it, and you know, staffers can say it, and be it men or women yeah, or whatever. But nothing but ever happens as a no, result. I know. It doesn't matter, and nothing is. And that's what's happen. frustrating. So yeah. we we read this quote from Rex Tillerson, and we find out that Donald Trump wants to do everything his way, and he doesn't care if it's illegal. Not a shocking statement. Nothing that's out of left field or anything. But you hear this, and you wonder why. He continues to get away with that when a regular person like you or I would have been in jail a very long time ago for even a fraction for one thing that he's done. And it continues to frustrate me that he is a walking violation of the emoluments clause on the daily, that he is a criminal and nothing ever touches him because he's been protected and I want his protections to go away. I mean, if Daddy Vlad is more in love with uh, the crown prince than he is of Donald, maybe he'll, he'll be like, yeah, you know what, Donald, you're on your own. Oh, maybe he won't protect him anymore. I don't know. But uh, uh, the man needs to pay for what he has done in his life. And 72 years is a really long time to get away with shit. And you get very comfortable, I'm sure, in believing that nothing will ever happen to you, but I have to believe something has to happen to him as a result of the Mueller investigation, what Rex Tillerson said, what the state attorney general in New York is going to uh, drop on the Trump organization and all of the subpoenas and the emoluments clause and the taxes have been subpoenaed, all of it, something, Jason, something. I don't care if they have to capone him. I don't care what it is. If I have to wait for 2020 for him, because I doubt, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you, you keep saying that you think he'll be here, 
in 2020 to run, let's just say. But all of this well, is uh, not just me. Sense. I mean, uh, you know, Ellie said the same thing. I mean, a lot of people say agree with that. I mean, not just. Uh, me. uh, but again, that's still that's still a long ways away. And I would I would. Not, so, I mean, I'm not I, talking I mean, about Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm not talking about you know some of these you know the Twitter wing nuts out there <clears throat> that you know you know have have you know uh, you know Mueller you know Mueller storming into the White House you know with a team of. FBI agents and and you know them cuffing tents and Trump up and perp walking them out and you know <laughs> I mean that'd be great but um <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen so I mean ever again we are in uncharted territory so we'll it, just have to see how things play out I, I I'm very I know and we talked about this the other day the not knowing is infuriating the waiting is the hardest part. It's so much time wasted on this stuff. You know, I was talking to somebody, you know, that's a major player in the Democratic Party. I've been talking to so many people this week about various campaigns, potential people that are running, how things are playing out, and, you know, who's, who's you know, I mean, there's a lot of going on behind the scenes for 2020, and maybe that's a, we'll get into that later. If not, we'll talk about it uh, next week sometime, but... You know, it's it's everybody's just very. You know, they want to get this whole Trump thing. You know, whatever the outcome may be, let's just get this thing. You know, it's it's it takes everybody's focus. You know, on this. You know, the 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 sentencing memo that's going to come out today from from Mueller on on Manafort and um um Cohen. You know, I mean, that's going to be, you know, that's going to dominate. I mean, that's going to dominate. That will be, as a matter of fact, that will be the news cycle this weekend. Absolutely. And, um, as it should and, be. But, what, well, let's see what, what it, you know, instead of, ta- I mean, that's my problem. You got a whole bunch of people that read into this crap. You know that uh, well, not crap, but they read into this stuff what they want to read into it. I mean, so you, if you read the right and the left like I do, I read both sides. Each side say will say. I mean, they're saying different things, but basically the same thing. They don't know what's in the damn thing. They don't know what Mueller's going to do. One, <clears throat> one side says but, you know this is inevitable. One side says this is inevitable. You know the thing well, about I don't. I don't know about using the word inevitable, but what one thing that, you know, as we said at the top of the show, one thing you have to remember is even if... Well, maybe inevitable is the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I do know what you're saying, and what we have to remember is even if we are not privileged to the entire document, because there will be things redacted and for very good reason... Um, there's a reason they redact those things, and it's I think it really is for our protection because if we knew there are things that he knows that if the country knew, people would just lose their shit. Um, he, you know, as a nation, we we need to feel secure and we need to feel safe, and I know that most of us don't feel that way. So I think he's looking to he's not looking to upset the apple cart any more than it's already been upset, but he will also be very smart about what he lets us know, what is not redacted. And if you go back to the Flint sentencing memo from earlier this week, there's plenty that was blacked out, but there was just enough. Just like when uh, the line that I really zeroed in on above most 
things was the fact that Flynn was cooperative in giving information about the coordination between the Trump transitional team and Russia and who led the yeah, Trump transitional mean, team. So I'm just citing that as an example. I'm citing yeah. that as an example of what Mueller wants the country to know. Mueller wanted the country to know that the Trump transition team had coordinated with Russia. And he let people draw their own conclusions. And the biggest conclusion is who led that transition team? Coordinated with Russia and colluded with Russia are two totally different things. But coordination with Russia is still bad, and people need to know that. Uh, And he's letting you know, not okay. It is not okay, and it's also not okay that Michael Flynn lied about it. So so Mueller is letting you know that, A – you may not lie to Congress because we'll catch you and you'll pay for it. And secondly, he was letting us know that anybody who was on the Trump transition team can be indicted now. They are all in trouble. They're none of them safe. doesn't matter what position they currently hold. They're going to end up talking to Bob Mueller. So, and that was a message. That was a message he sent to Mike Pence and everybody else who was on the transition team. That's the way I'm reading it, and I'm seeing a lot of backup now. People are, well, you know, he's going to be indicted. Don Jr. is going to be indicted. Jared's going to be indicted. Roger Stone is seeking immunity. He's going to take the fifth. Blah, 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 blah. blah. We're all eventually – Mueller still Listen, I don't blame him. Look, if I was still still writing um, for, you know, a site – um, I, listen, I'd be kicking out, you know, five or seven drive-bys every day with clickbait headlines, and yeah, I mean, I, I would be, I would say, whoo, man, I'd be rubbing my hands together. I said, the money's coming in, baby. The money's coming yep. in. Let me, let me, let me speculate some more. Well, <laughs> it's all we have now, isn't it? Speculation until we get facts. That's it. That's it. So, so if if, and if, uh, and if Mueller... listen, as I said, as I said, Tara, it makes for great. It makes for great conversation on social media, and it makes even better uh, TV. You know, I mean, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine the producers and associate producers and coordinating producers from MSNBC and CNN right now that are on the phone lining up a night full of lawyers and political pundits and you name it. I mean, they're going to have everybody on. Everybody's at the ready, kind of. It's basically what they did on Tuesday. They have everybody on standby until the document lands, and it didn't land until Tuesday night. It being Friday, hopefully Mueller will let everybody kick off the weekend a little bit earlier, and uh, maybe we'll see it before dinner. We'll see. Again, you shrug your shoulders and you say it is, it'll be what it'll be, and he will only let us know what he wants us to know. But remember, he knows everything that's what comforts me i don't need to know everything i just need to know that you know everything and i'm fine with that and the other thing that i'm concerned about is the appointment of a new attorney general who seems to be on trump's side exactly like matt whitaker and follows that a sitting president can't be indicted and the Mueller investigation is a witch hunt and he was anti-clean believes that whole uranium one thing about hillary clinton and so Yes, William. William. Yeah, William P. Barr is the gentleman's name that President Trump has said 
He said, quote, my choice since day one to lead the Justice Department. Liar. If he was, then why wasn't he appointed? You liar. All he does is lie. All right, let's switch gears just a skosh because I know you wanted to talk about it. Um, There's some controversy, some kerfuffle, some distraction uh, uh, regarding the Oscars. Um, uh, It's always a thing when they announce an Oscars host, and it's a big deal to be the host of the Oscars, and they didn't have a host, and they didn't have a host, and then they announced Kevin Hart as the host. And Kevin Hart has a pretty volatile history. Um, has had some mental issues, I know. He's a comedian. I've never found him funny. I don't think he's funny. I don't think Adam Sandler is funny. There's a lot of comedians that people think are hilarious. Kevin James, Andy Samberg. I understand that they have appeal in an audience. I have never found them funny. Were you a Richard Pryor? Let me ask you something. Richard Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor, genius. Richard yeah, Pryor, okay. hilarious genius. Joan Rivers, when it's, Joan was when when Joan was doing love Joan oh. Rivers. I mean, yeah, me too. for me, you know, people of so, our I will age tell you, remember when I grew up. Remember when? Yeah, no. I grew up listening. Listen, I look. I had Richard Pryor's record, and and I would like get you know go in my room and like you know close my door, lock it, whatever I could do. I don't think I lock on my door, but you know I would sneak it, listen to it, you know, put the hit, put my little old style right, in, because you know, it's eight, filthy. Yeah, it was horrible, but I mean, it was a horrible. No, that no, way, in the yeah, best way. Filthy. No, no, no. The, 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 uh, I mean, when we were when we were growing up, our Oscar host was Johnny Carson, and Johnny Carson hosted that. the Oscars like I don't even know how many years in a row. And you got love, that, yeah, you're treading there because I I am a huge. Oh my God, I'm a huge Johnny Carson fan. I have so many mementos and things I've purchased, spent ridiculous amounts of money know on. About you. Yes, I am. My great grandmother. I mean, when I again growing up in the seventies, four women. Yes, my great grandmother loved Johnny. Uh, my grandmother loved Johnny Carson. So everybody loved was, Johnny Carson. I mean, that was, he was like my thing. Consummate, like, consummate Oscar host. Um, he was. But but no, that was my years, thing when I was a kid. When I was a kid, that that when I was a kid, that was my. I would – my great-grandmother and my grandmother would let me stay up, um, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, I would – they would let me stay up to watch Johnny uh, after the news went off, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. I'd go to school, and I'd say, hey, I stayed up watch Johnny Carson, and you know, I'd seen Gallagher on there, or I'd seen Richard Pryor, or I'd seen jo- you know, whatever. And you know, it was – for me, Johnny Carson, but that's a whole other story. But, yeah, but we, Kevin okay, Hart yeah. is no Johnny Carson, and I mean nobody's Johnny Carson. But um, I don't find Kevin Hart entertaining, and I don't find him enjoyable. Um, I don't think he's funny, and I think he's obnoxious. And when he was announced as Oscar host, I was just like, Bleh, because I don't like him. And then people kicked up a fuss because he had made in the past some very derogatory comments about the LGBTQ community, and of course you can say that a comedian's job is to be an equal opportunity offender. That's absolutely true. They can make fun of everybody. However, when you make fun of a marginalized community that receives death threats, it's a little bit different. And what he kept pushing sort of a very ignorant um, uh, narrative, you know, uh, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to, uh, 
you know, I'm not going to change what I said. You know, I love everybody. I love myself. And then he stepped down. He has stepped down as the Oscar host. And uh, now people are like, well, who's going to host the Oscars? Now, first of all, it should be a woman. The year of the woman, a woman should host it. Maybe more than one woman. Maybe they should have an array of hosts. Or they should have no host and just have a voiceover. Please welcome to the stage Oscar nominee Sandra Bullock. You know, something like that. I'm happy to sit backstage and be your voice of God, by the way, Academy, and just announce and take that pressure off. But if you feel you must have a physical human host, I want somebody who's exciting to watch, someone who's interesting, someone who's funny, and someone who's going to be really, um, I want someone who's a fan of the movies and of um, pop culture. Uh, Someone like Tiffany Haddish would be a perfect Oscar host. She's incredibly popular right now. She's having a huge moment. Um, She's very entertaining. She's very funny. She's very sharp. She's very smart. And she has a very wide appeal as far as her audience because of uh, Girls Trip and her other films. I think she'd be an amazing host. Um, Or, you know, everyone's saying Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah, that'd that'd be nice, too. I I think... um, your options are, if you're the Academy, you need to have either many, like a revolving host kind of a thing, where it's like maybe there's five different people who take turns, or you have just the voiceover, or you need to choose one specific person. Like, but it should be, it really should. Be, I don't need to see another white guy hosting another thing. So not this year, because some people were saying Patton Oswalt, and you know how much I love Patton. I love him. I adore him adore him and yes he'd be a fantastic oscars host i'm i absolutely believe that but i'd still like to see tiffany haddish host this year and someone someone told Uh, me that she's already turned it down but i would beg her to reconsider if she's turned it down i would beg her to reconsider because i think she would really be she would be so fun to watch you know and that show drags and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the oscars that you're just like but Tiffany Haddish would keep that shit moving. So there's my uh, nickel opinion about the Oscars. And I know that you had a point that you wanted to make that was important to you. So go for it. Yeah. When I, yeah, last night when I seen Kevin Hart, when I, when I clicked over on Twitter as I was writing the show up and for today, and I seen him trending, I'm like, let's, you know, I've, I'm a, I'm a Kevin Hart fan. I, I like Kevin Hart. I've gone to see a stand up show. And um, a couple times, uh, I seen him in Vegas once, and I seen him here in Houston. But um, so I see what happened, and 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 you know, I, look, I mean, by no stretch of the imagination, I mean, do I? I mean, I, I you know, the apps, I mean, he's you know, tweeting those things, and um, and, and then kind of doubling down on it. Um, you know, completely out of line. I, I was reading a lot of Charlotte, uh, a, a lot of Charlotte uh, uh, climbers uh, feed last night, and you know, uh, she has some interesting takes on it. And um, but here's my here is the thing that here is the thing that always can. This is the one one thing that um, I think us as liberals. And or there are us on the left do a lot of, um, not me and really. I mean, I can't say that I'm. I've never done it, but you know, let's go back to when 
Joanne Reed, when, when all these things came out with Joanne Reed, um, that she had blogged and made fun of and made um, – I mean, literally sat down and wrote blogs about this and tweets, um, you know, very homophobic, very transphobic. Um, yeah, we won't even get into the other stuff that, that you know, the, the McCain, all that stuff. We won't even get into that. Let's just – because there was plenty of homophobic and transphobic information that she sat down and actually wrote. I mean, these aren't tweets. These weren't jokes, okay? She was being very – now, I mean, she was being very serious when you sit there and blog about something. You write about something. It's – listen, that takes thought. It takes process. It takes – you know, as a writer, I can tell you when you sit down and write something, it's coming from uh, – more times than not, it's coming from your head and your heart. So, so when all that, that kind of came out and this blog was discovered from Joanne Reed – and and these these old tweets which which quickly got deleted, but there's plenty of screenshots of those all all over the internet because the internet is forever. Um, you know, uh, there Joanne Reed immediately um, took a um, or immediately MSNBC gave her an absence. She was gone for a week, um, and she came out and said. Her first time she came out and said, well, um, you know, my site was hacked, and, um, you know, I apologized and that and the other, but the FBI is looking into it and all this, that and the other. And, um, well, then come to find out, actually, none of that was true. So she actually, not only did she write this stuff, then she lied about it. Apologized once, lied about it, came back again when it, when it turned out the FBI wasn't looking into shit. And when it turns out her, her blog wasn't hacked at all, she had to apologize again. So she had lied the first time. So she had to go back and apologize again. So my point being on this, and, and then I think if you're, you know, you have been a little, you know, I mean, you, I think anybody listening to me right knows where I'm going with this, is that, listen, Joy Ann Reed was, and not all, not all, but Joy Ann Reed was given basically a free pass. Was did she come out and give a full? And do I forgive Joy Ann Reed? Because absolutely I do. I love Joy Ann. Okay, I've made mistakes in my past where I listen, where I've had to come out that things that haunted me for five or six years. You know that just maybe in the last year I put behind me finally. You know, where people say, yes, you know, you've changed, you weren't that guy, this, that, and the other. And Joanne Reed came out finally, and then the, the second apology and, and you know, just gave a very heartfelt apology, something Kevin Hart, I would say, has not done. But Joanne Reed was given just a complete free pass, and I just – I see the hypocrisy, Tara – here on if that was anybody else in Joanne's position, I believe it in my heart that if it was anybody else, um, she wouldn't have been given a week off. Um, they would have been fired um, from MSNBC. Okay, well, I heard everything that you that you're saying, and you and I have had this discussion before. Uh, I don't see Joanne as someone. <clears throat> I don't see it as a free pass because she certainly, I mean, to be taken off the air to be held accountable uh, is not a free pass. 
a free pass is what Donald Trump gets, where he doesn't have to explain and no one holds him accountable and there are no repercussions whatsoever for his behavior. Um, she was faced with uh, a difficult and hard truth. Uh, she was presented with probably several options as far as um, her tenure at MSNBC was concerned. And she took the steps to make sure that she not only apologized to the correct people, but she made amends with coworkers and her bosses. And I think that she continues to live in a way that supports her apology. And yes, she has changed and you can evolve and grow as a human being. And because you thought something 10 years ago doesn't mean you think it now, you know, I, but I wouldn't say she got a free path. Uh, is it because she's a black woman that she continues to get to have her job? I don't think you can say it's just that. I think that she has more to offer than just her uh, physical appearance. She's obviously, you know, an incredibly intelligent and vital contributor. Um, so I would say it's apples. It's not apples and oranges exactly because it's, um, you know, it is what it is. And as Steve, our coordinating producer, just messaged yeah, us, I mean, how does that question. compare to Brian Williams? Brian yeah. Williams made false statements about his about his job and his experience, and he got docked, and then they let him back. So, um, you know, on the one hand, well, forgiveness is a beautiful thing. Forgiveness well, is beautiful. You don't have to forget just because you forgive. It doesn't erase. Forgiveness doesn't erase history. Forgiveness doesn't erase your past. Forgiveness just gives you a clean slate to create a new future. That's what forgiveness does. Um, so that's how I think that you need to look at it. Yes, that's what happened. This is Joanne Reed's, that's her narrative, that's her story. With Kevin Hart, um, you're talking, you're not talking about um, someone in our daily lives who's on the news, who it's, a, you know, a different situation, even though the, the topic may be similar. Um, well, then, then, when it comes case, down to it, though, but she also, but when you're watching Joy Ann Reed now, you're not thinking about that story. You're thinking about whatever it is she's talking about. It, it doesn't take well, you out of the moment. Not true. No, because it may, no, I, 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 think I, it's, I, often, I well, maybe it's not true no. of you. I was using the collective royal you, <clears throat> the audience at large today who watches and continues to watch and follow Joanne Reed. There's, they are not thinking, well, Joanne, several years ago, you did such and such. And then last, you know, you had to do all of these things. They're listening to her talk about the, the day's news. It doesn't take you out of the moment when she's reporting the news. It doesn't change or the delivery method. It doesn't change. It, you know, you're paying attention to the story, not her. She's the yeah. messenger. Yeah. Okay. In the, look, in the case of Kevin Hart, if he, if he did what he did, never apologized and stayed as the Oscars host, the Oscars would become about Kevin Hart and not about what the Oscars are supposed to be about. And it would take people out of the yes, moment. Yes, I agree with it, that. No, I right? have, look. I have no. I have absolutely no qualms with him stepping down or him being asked to step down from hosting the Oscars. No, no, no. I completely agree with that. Actually, he and, didn't even and, have to step down. All the Oscars wanted him to do was apologize for his past uh, yeah. statements, and he refused. Well, you're gonna be a. <clears throat> excuse me. If you're gonna be a dick about it. It's different than the Joanne Reed situation because she may have been embarrassed 
by the situation, but she wasn't an asshole about it. You know, right, right? She owned it. She right, owned right. up to it. Yeah. And she took the steps. He but didn't want to own up yeah. to it. But only, uh, but, only af- but only after she got busted again for lying about it in the first place. Only well, then did she step up. Well, let's all take well, a moment I'm and realize. Saying, all I'm sa- I'm just being honest. I'm just – look, that's the facts. I'm just giving you the facts. I understand what the facts are. But again, also, when people are caught in a bad thing, their instinct is to cover it up even more. Hi, Donald Trump. Sometimes it works out for people. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, we all have ugly things that we want to cover up and we don't want to have to acknowledge because we're not in that place anymore and we're forward focused and we just want to move on and get back to what matters, what the important things. And uh, in the grand scheme of things, an Oscars telecast is not that important, right? It's important to the people who are nominated. Um, there are people who believe that Art should not be a competitive sport and you should never give out trophies because there shouldn't be a best actor or a best film. But this is the society that we live in and we love our, we love our shiny trophies and we love to see women in pretty dresses. And we've created this whole society, this whole, this whole thing around winning. That's one of my favorite parts is seeing the red carpet, the men and the women dressed, you know, we all love it. We all love the shiny I and the pretty. That. I love that. I grew up with four women, so I love seeing that. I love seeing well, sure. the, the that's big not, But that's not the point. Yeah, but we I don't know, want but... anything to distract from it, right? And so, um, and it's for for our society, um, award shows are there. It's a silly thing, right? I, I mean, I, it doesn't it doesn't change anything. It doesn't impact your daily life if you know. Um, uh, uh, Idris Elba wins best actor someday. It's not going to change anybody's life except Idris Elba's life, right? It doesn't, it's, it's a mindless evening of entertainment for those of us in who are not celebrities. And it's like uh, getting a glimpse into exclusive parties that we normally don't get a glimpse into and the, the good life that we're not privy to. And sometimes it makes you feel bad about yourself. And sometimes it's just like, Oh good. I can turn my brain off and there's no bad stuff coming down. It's just, Shiny and pretty, and sometimes you need shiny and pretty, um, and that's why they they can't have Kevin Hart there because he'll take away the shiny and the pretty. And so whoever ends up being the Oscars host, and again, I really hope it's a woman. Um, maybe they'll get to make a joke at his expense and then move on through the evening. But um, if you want people to watch your your telecast, Oscar people. Aside from giving them a good host, cut down that presentation. We don't need to see every single award given out. You don't need to have grandiose uh, show-stopping performances. Like, I, if the show was two hours, I'd be completely happy. Just get down to the good stuff. We want the well, good stuff. Well, see, now I grew up in a now, now, now I see it as a, I see it as a complete opposite of you. I think for many people that that you know maybe have never you know that have never gone to see a a a let's you know even even a a Broadway play or something you know so majestic so big maybe something and you know I, you know I went I I was you know I had the chance and 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 the opportunity and I went and I seen Elton John in Vegas not so long ago and you know it I mean you know a lot of people don't get that so when you're when you have those three hours of this you know 
uh, of this, you know, flamboyancy and this, you know, the majestic. Uh, majestic uh, of Hollywood and all that. There are many, 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 many people that enjoy watching that for, for oh, I'm not reasons. Sad. That's that, not what I'm saying. It's just it doesn't need to go on for four hours. <laughs> you know, it's legendary. Some people, for I mean, it's not long enough. Running over, running late. <laughs> the one advantage, I mean, at least now living on the West Coast, as I do, I don't have to stay up until 1230 in the morning to see who wins Best right. Picture. It's over by 930 yeah. and I can still, you know, have an evening. But um, for a lot of people, it just but, goes on too long for a lot of people that, you know, it's, again, you, entertainment is lovely and we all need a break from reality. It's, that's an important thing. But uh, this whole, the whole, who's the host becomes too much of a, it becomes too much of a thing. And it's really not even about the host. It should, you know, it's about the people who worked very hard to earn their nominations and their awards. So you know, uh, I would I, I would again suggest either they do away with the host and just have a voice of God situation in the back, sitting backstage. You know, now to present Best Actor, Tom Cruise. You know, it's very it's so easy to just do it that way. And by the way, if you don't have a host like that, you know, because there are a couple of award shows that don't use hosts, the evening moves along a lot more quickly, and uh, the focus remains on the performances and the awards. So it's maybe not a terrible idea to change it up a little bit. But, you know, who, who knows yeah. what the, you know, it's a, it's a, just a distraction from everything else that's going on, but it's also okay to occasionally allow yourself that distraction because if you don't, you'll go crazy. Right. Well, look, let me, let me add this. Uh, I, I, and let me say this as far as, and in, in, in we'll, we will move on here. Look, I, look, Joanne came out and gave a, you know, a honest, heartfelt apology. Um, and, uh, you know, she continues on. I've, like I said, I've never, you know, I've, I've always, you know, enjoyed Joanne. And um, I think, you know, she's a valuable uh, uh, an extremely valuable resource, you know, for, for us in, you know, in media there on MSNBC. I know she has a, you know, incredible loyal following that was, that completely saw past all that, but I'm not, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell this real quickly. Last night, I, I probably wrote, mm, I don't know, seven or eight different tweets. You know me, I just not tweet a lot. But I was writing. Well, I did get in a good conversation last night, by the way, with on economics. But besides that, I wrote seven or eight tweets on uh, last night, and I erased all of them because I'm like, you know, if I tweet this out and give my opinion in this, it's going to get taken out of context, and I don't want to. I I I I think more. <laughs> I think a lot now before I share anything on social media. Way more than I mean. I really for me to write an opinionated tweet about something that on a that hot of a topic I really put a lot of thought into it and I don't do it on a whim and if I if I'm more apt to talk myself out of it these days than actually do it um maybe it's that we have the platform here on taylorterraradio.com but I just not I won't do it you know I just won't put it in that many characters or in that view of characters on Twitter, and and it get taken. And I'm not into doing tweet threads and all that shit, you know. So it, it, I'm not going to try and tweet. I like and so I deleted a bunch of tweets or I just erased them. And I said, well, I'll talk about it 
today on the show. Tara, we have a caller. Uh, I don't know who it is, but they hung up once. They've called back. It seems it's from a nine one. It's nine one nine. Let's. We got lucky once. Let's uh, try it again. I don't wanna. Let, all right. All right. Let's try it again. Nine one nine. You're live on TaylorTaraRadio.com. What do you want to talk about? Hello. Or did this you is want to talk about? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Ah, wow. Fantastic. Uh, nice, nice okay. to meet you, Jason and uh, and Tara. Um, hi. Yeah. You, you probably you, hi. You've probably hi. already covered the uh, North Carolina congressional fraud. Um, we no, we have not gotten to. to that yet. We were just about to get I to see. that. But go ahead. Okay. I want to give you an update. You know, here in the local papers, it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that something is going to occur such as a new election, but they, they don't know how far back they're going to go because um, the Republican candidate, Mark Harris, actually defeated the incumbent, Robert Pittinger, in the primary. Now, there's some talk about going back that far. But, you know, the, the key question is this. I, I think that election fraud has certainly been proven we have multiple affidavits from Lumberton County residents that say, um, you know, someone came to my door and requested to take my absentee ballot. And that's, that's a violation of election law right there. So I, I think, you know, it has grown, uh, you know, even last week, this was hardly a story, but now it's grown to the point where, um, Something's going to happen, and I think it's going to be quite significant. I agree. Uh, there's been more coverage on this, as you said. And thank you, by the way, for, for calling in and being a real phone call. That, that's fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, Rachel okay. Maddow uh, spent a significant amount of time on this story uh, last night, and she uncovered the fact that two years ago, NPR's show This American Life uncovered mm-hmm. this exact story, uh, mm-hmm. the exact same circumstances, the exact same guy perpetrating it and the state attorney general being aware of it and yet not prosecuting. And that's the, the big question seems to be, if you were aware that this voter fraud was taking place two years ago, why was, why did nothing take place two years ago? Mm-hmm. Why is this, mm-hmm. that man still walking around free? Why was it allowed to happen again? And what is going to happen as a result? So something tells me, yes. uh, I agree with you. They're going to have to go back before to anything, you know, with, with Harris, you're going to have to go back where wherever he's won anything. Just go back because mm-hmm. if, if he's mm-hmm. has a history of stealing these votes going back two years, it may go back even further than that. So um, it'll be really interesting to see if they do have another election in North Carolina and what precedent that may set for right. illegitimate elections. Hmm. Yes. So, yes. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for calling. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, this is a story, obviously, a lot of, I remember seeing, you know, the, the, the breadcrumbs being tossed out a week mm-hmm. and a half or so ago where uh, uh, journalists were like, why, why isn't the national media covering this? And slowly but surely, finally, so Chris Hayes is covering, you know, MSNBC is on it um, and spent, a Rachel spent a significant amount of time on this story last night while Sean Hannity was talking about the war on Christmas. So, um you know, it's a good, good. I'm glad Sean Hannity is still, you know, tackling those tough topics about Christmas being politicized and how it, it's impacting our children. Much, much, much more important than voter fraud or anything else that's going on. So anyway, Jason, um, yes. it is Mueller Friday and we have 
sentencing memos that are going to drop. Who knows what the weekend will bring, but um, hopefully it's, it's the gift that we'll keep on giving. Yeah, there's there, there's a, a few things that I'd like people to be aware of too. Um, there's there's been some some very recent um, <clears throat> uh, very recent uh, uh, news come out on on climate and carbon emissions um, for 2018. Um, it's it's scary. I mean, you know, we are we have really got to um, hammer home. Um, this Green New Deal and get up and, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, take climate action, you know, climate change. I, I've been putting the hashtag climate action because we need action and we need a lot of people to get behind um, this Green New Deal. Um, this is really important for your, for us now, for our children, for our grandchildren and you know, for their, their children. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm fixing to get to that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's one thing. And another thing uh, that falls really into my wheelhouse being a, uh, being a trader and um, having a group of, uh, Oh, our group, we're not a hedge fund, but we're, we, we, we like to, we like to pretend that we are, but um <laughs> we do trade, and uh, the market, um, uh, Steve, just I haven't had a chance to look since this morning. The Dow just plunged another 500 points. It plunged 860 yesterday. Um, there's, uh, without, boy, this would take up a whole show, Tara, if I got into the details of what's going on. But, um, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm going to try not to, um, but... <laughs> It ain't there's good. A lot of, I know that. <laughs> right. Well, there's a lot of things that are happening that are converging. It's almost as a um, a storm, um, a hurricane, and a a a nor'easter. You know, the 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 perfect storm. Everything everything converges, and we're seeing a lot of this on wall street right now in the stock market not just here in the u.s markets but uh, the around the world uh trump is having an effect on the world economy that is frightening that is very frightening and yep. everybody should be a yeah listen i mean um he's so awful he just ruined everything we need to get rid of him I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but I think we should get rid of him because he's. I don't think he's doing a good job. In case I haven't made that clear. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, look, there's something I wanted to touch on here, and I'm not. I'm going to tell everybody to look it up because I, I, it would take too long for me to try to 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 explain it. But more than half, more than half of the S and P 500 components have produced death crosses. Now, this is a very ominous sign when you start with these death crosses. Now, look that up and look for all the listeners out there and that will be listening to the pod. Um, you look that up and, 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 and educate yourself on, on, on death crosses and what exactly that is. There's, not, there's nothing literal like a death cross. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a term used on Wall Street um, 
So look that up. Um, that's one thing. Um, we're, we're having these uh, uh, 500 components producing these death crosses on Wall Street. There is um, Treasury. I mean, the bond market right now is, is so volatile. There's um, it, It's scary for me as somebody that trades in the market. I have, and I've gotten even more active um, in the market. Tara, what's going on right now? We're on the verge. Um, we were having, I was having a discussion last night as we were trading overnight markets with many of my friends. Um, we're really on the verge, and, and this is not this is not a, a hyperbole. We're on the verge of a depression recession that. I believe we'll make 2000. I've said this before. We'll make 2007 look like a blip on the radar. Only this time, it's not going to be the housing market. It's not going to be the housing. I mean, it's not going to be more mortgage-backed securities. <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be the entire stock market, starting with the tech industries. And all this, all this, all this was started by Donald Trump. The tax cuts, the tariffs, all these things. The deficit ballooning out of control, student loan debt ballooning out of control. Everything is converging together now, Tara, like it did in 2007 with the mortgage-backed securities when those started failing. And everybody was getting uh, um, getting the uh, credit swaps, and everybody made millions and billions of dollars um, while everybody was losing their homes and their property and their business was going bankrupt. This time, it's going to be felt around the world and i can tell you right yeah. now without without hesitation i can tell you right now without hesitation that this is this will fall he trump can try to tell obama this obama that whatever he can try and do all this but this falls right on the lap this is one more i mean this will be i think now aside from the Mueller and and Mueller investigation and everything that's going on with that I believe this right here, if anything, would be the final nail in Trump's coffin. This, I mean, literally, when you the markets, I mean, we could see we could see a 1930-ish style depression recession. Obviously, it's going to look a lot different, um, you know, than what it looked like back, you know, in the 30s with 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 food lines and soup lines and and those sorts of things, soup kitchens, although we might see those again. I mean, it's that serious. What's going on, you know, and it, it, it's scary. It's scary. Uh, I, I, you know, I pulled, I pulled my, you know, majority of my portfolio is in, you know, I've got a lot of it, you know, in, in, in land and, uh, you know, in, in safe places. Um, it, it, the market's pretty scary right now. Great. I want people. I want people to be. You know, if you don't know what, I want people to be scared, because you, you know, I don't want to see people lose everything. You know, so if you've got, well, those you know, of us who it, don't have anything, well, what are but, we going to lose? But there's a Lord, lot of people that stand to lose. Yeah, but there's, you know, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, 401ks. I'm talking about, you know, uh, IRAs. You know, I don't know, you know, look at, take a, today, people, you're listening, get with your broker, talk about your IRA, look in your portfolio, and look, make, you know, get a second opinion. 
if if you're not trusting what your broker is telling you, um, because listen, for these people that have spent a lifetime uh, building up these uh, individual retirement funds accounts, it, I mean they could stand. I mean this is going. I don't want to see people. I mean I want people to be aware. And really, this message, Tara. Unfortunately, I have to preach it, and I want to preach it because I don't wish harm on anybody. All those Trump supporters and Trump voters, all of y'all out there in the Midwest, all of y'all out there in flyover country, all of, all of y'all out there in coal country, listen, listen. This, Trump, what he has done with these tax cuts and these tariffs, he's put a death nail, a death nail in this economy that Obama left us that was robust and growing. He has completely, excuse my language, fucked it up. Oh, no, you said a bad word. Yes, he's fucked up everything. We know this. He's fucked up everything. Everything he touches is turns to shit. So um, that's not news. And uh, I, I, I mean, what, what else? Maybe this will be the thing that, that spurs the Republicans into action if they actually lose some of their own money. Because you have to ask yourselves, what is the breaking point for the Republicans? When do they start backing away from him? They've got their Supreme Court justices. They've got their federal appointments. They don't really need him anymore. Maybe they can actually start backing away because they're going to be worried about covering their own asses and assets. Because I'm clever like that. All right. It is Mueller Friday. We are going to wrap the show here now. Uh, I hope with all of my heart and soul that when we reconvene on Monday morning, we have a whole bunch of good stuff to talk about regarding Donald Trump's imminent demise. But who knows? Who knows what these sentencing sentencing memos will show us, what it won't show us, uh, and then we can spin it all weekend long, Jason. Yes, we can. Um, everybody out there, if you missed any of the show today, um, you can catch us on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Podbean, or simply go to Google and type in Taylor Terror Radio, and that will pull up a, a couple pages of places that you can find the show um, or you can stay right here and wait about 15 minutes here on TaylorTerrorRadio.com and listen to the show and or download it right here, and you can share it from here. Um, so a number of ways to enjoy the podcast, and, and you can um, when you're searching Taylor Terror Radio on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms, um, all of our past shows are all free to download there's a lot of great ones there um you know just our show on wednesday with um with uh um with uh ellie honig was a great one um you can go back and check that one out um we will be back on monday tara with our very special guest uh yeah the one the only sherry jacobus will be joining us monday yay yay well i hope you have a great weekend my friend and my plan is to, uh, I get to see Roseanne Cash tomorrow night. She's coming to Portland. Oh. I've known her. I'm super excited, too, her. because, um, oh, she's so great. She's an amazing voice and uh, just an incredible woman all around. And I've, I've known her. We, were, we became acquainted because of Twitter. Um, and back in uh, 2010, we actually had a tweet up in New York City, and it was myself and Roseanne Cash and Sandra Bernhardt and Susan Orlean and a, a couple of other Twitter ladies, and it was delight. And we've been friendly ever since. And she was kind enough to put me on the guest list for tomorrow night. 
and a, uh, I'm going to take a girlfriend of mine with me, and we're going to have a ladies' night out, and I'm going to forget that men exist, and it's going to be great. So everybody have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see what happens with those sentencing memos, and we'll catch on Monday. Absolutely. And, hey, we're going to take you out today. Tara's been asking for it. I think it's time. It's that time of the year. A little Christmas music. A little Christmas music. Um, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me a couple weeks ago, hey, when are you going to get some Christmas? I think maybe that was, like, off the show, though. I, I don't think I asked you about Christmas music because I hate Christmas music. But go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. Share it, share it with the world. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. And uh, we'll see everybody bright and early Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on TaylorTerrorRadio.com. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. A jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing, a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. A jingle bell's chime in jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In the frosty air, what a bright time. It's the right time to rock the night away. Jingle bell time is the twelfth time. To go gliding in a one-horse sleigh. A jingle around the clock A mix and a mingle in the jingle and beat That's the jingle bell Bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells chiming, jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In the frosty air, what a bright time! It's the right time to rock the night away. Jingle bell time is the twelfth time to go gliding in a one horse sleigh. Jingle horse, pick up your feet Jingle around the 